Hey there, listeners. Welcome to This Humana Life, a podcast for all Humana associates. We have amazing stories to tell and learning experiences to offer. We also believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insights into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible with the support of the Women's Network Resource Group and by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. I'm Brittany LaMere. And this podcast is produced by Melissa Nichols. We're looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you. Join the conversation in our buzz group by visiting go forward slash THL. Also, make sure to text the acronym THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile Thursday morning. So today in the studio, we have Whitney Conley. Whitney, would you like to give us your title here at Humana? Yes. I'm an experienced strategy and transformation lead in the associate well-being and benefits area. Great. Uh, Can you start off by telling us a little bit about your role and what brought you to Humana? Sure. Um, So before talking about my current role, I'll just talk about how I got here. Um, A theme you'll probably hear during this podcast is just um, a little underlying tone of faith. I believe that all things are directed in that way. And so I was actually teaching public speaking at Western Kentucky University right out of grad school. And I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I knew that I wasn't a born teacher. Um, and I ran into a gentleman who lived in Louisville. And his I used to babysit for his boys when I was in high school. And he said, hey, I work at Humana. And this thing called Part D just came out. And they're doing a massive hiring. So this is in January of 2006. And he said, hey, you should give me your resume. I said, oh, okay. So I gave him my resume and interviewed with Humana in January and had eight interviews um, (laughs) over a two-month time frame. And I had relocated back to Louisville and was just sort of waiting. And then I got a call in March, and they said, hey, you got the job, but we're going on a temporary freeze, so you can't (laughs) actually start. And I was so excited, and this was really my first big corporate job. And I said, oh, okay, so what do I do for money if I'm just waiting? And they said, just go find something that's commission-based, and then we'll let you know when the position opens. Okay. So a friend of mine, I wanted to buy my first home. A friend of mine was a mortgage company trainer here in Louisville. And so I called her and said, hey, they, you know, mortgage lenders, they make commission, right? She said, yeah. I said, can you train me how to do this so I can make some money and learn how to buy a house and then I can go to work for Humana? Great. And so um, that's what I did. And the first day of my training class, I met my husband. Oh. So I don't think that we would have met. Otherwise, ironically, looking back now, we are eight hours apart in our birthday and we were both um, born at Baptist East. So we were technically in the nursery together when we were born. Wow. And now we're 26 and never met. So we were meant to be together. That's exactly right. Yeah. So yeah, I worked at the mortgage company for six weeks and then got the call from Humana and started in May of 2006, um, running a program called uh, Medication Therapy Management, which was mandated by CMS. And I was doing their communication work. I had no idea. I didn't know anything about Medicare. I didn't know anything about insurance. I didn't know anything about Humana. 
Um, and that's the one thing I love about this company is that, you know, 13 years later, you're still reinventing yourself in each role. So I was with pharmacy for six years and then moved over into HR um, because I wanted to develop an onboarding program. And at the time in pharmacy, there was just a lot going on. I mean, it grew so quick. When I started in pharmacy, there were 775 people in that organization. And I think now they're over 5,000. And so it was just building so quickly. And so I had an idea for an onboarding program. And uh, the counsel I was given was maybe you should go talk to someone in HR. And so I started making connections there. And, um, and they didn't have any openings at the time. And... Um, it was really funny. So I started pursuing other opportunities in pharmacy. And then one day on a Tuesday afternoon, I get a phone call. And one of the people I had connected with said, you'll never believe this, but there's a vacancy. And we think you'd be really good in the employee benefits area. I don't know anything about benefits. Okay. So I came and I interviewed on Wednesday and Thursday and was offered the job on a Friday. <laughs> And a better turnaround time. I mean, that was you know. incredible and, and also unheard of. In, unheard of. In Humana land. But again, like I believe that it just the opportunity prevented it or presented itself. And so I um, joined HR and was in the um, associate well-being and benefits, specifically around benefits space for the last seven years. So that's like open enrollment, um, you know, the kinds of things you think of around those um, pieces. And then. Um, just recently, in the last 90 days, took another role within um, the same group, managing our associate care delivery strategy. So for our on-site clinics and near-site clinics and different types of pilots around the company and programs that offer care to our associates. Exciting. Yeah. So you're currently doing the associate care delivery role. That's right. Well, I'm anxious. I'm not completely sure what that is. So sure. what's your first project that you launched so, or working on? So um, for those of us in Louisville, you may be aware that we have um, two on-site clinics that are available for our associates and one near-site clinic. Near-site means that it's off campus, but it offers the same benefits. So back in 2012, we as a company decided to start offering on-site care to our associates. Many other large employers do this. I mean, GE has a group, um, UPS. And so essentially, you want to be able to provide care to your associates in their time of need. Also, we know that our associates don't always have a primary care physician on board. And we see much better outcomes from those associates who do, who have someone who's really managing their care end to end. And so we wanted to bring that to Humana. And um, a couple of months ago, again, has Humana sort of um, let you evolve and change, my leadership said, you know, you've been doing kind of the same thing for a while. And or do you really feel like you're practicing, you know, at the top of your licensure? Do you think there's something else you want to take on? And, you know, I've been involved in the NRGs for a while and um, other types of projects. And I've been working sort of alongside these clinics for a long time and just really wanted to jump in with both feet and see what I could do there. And um, one of my coworkers had been leading the work so well, and um, and he was interested in kind of getting back to what he really loved, too. And so it just worked out that the opportunity presented itself. And I still am seated within the same leadership organization, which is great because I just love them. And um so, yeah, it's been great. I've learned a lot. I didn't know anything about, um, 
you know, managing a clinic or working with um, a medical provider or just even some of the feedback from our associates about what kind of care they really need or what confuses them or what are some of the obstacles. And um, it's just been a great learning experience for the last couple of months. So really what I'm charged with is trying to figure out the way that we can create equitable care for all of our associates, regardless of location. So whether that means virtual care, whether that means providing people with resources when they need it, um, you know, looking at other markets, you know, it's been fascinating learning about um, the care delivery organization and what they're doing for our Medicare population and how can we learn from those insights. So it's just a lot of learning. My first strength is learn, learner, learner. Yeah. Um, So I just, I think that It's been great for me. It's exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm really challenged, but energized every day. So it's great. So I work in the care delivery space and listening to you talk, it was a lot of the same like language and concepts (laughs) on how we're managing the Medicare population, which is kind of neat. So have, have you all partnered with the care delivery to kind of see what they do and, you know, are there synergies there? So interestingly enough, we just had our first meeting, um, what, two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago? And it was really fascinating to just understand, you know, within the business model, you know, what are the strategies aligned for commercial members versus Mm -hmm. Medicare? You know, what about those folks who are age 55 and older and are aging in? So we're just in real, really preliminary conversations right now. I do think what's been interesting, though, is thinking about from a benefits perspective, the people who are offering the care in the different locations and how I can use that hat to also help those employees to understand our Humana culture and how they can really exhibit that in their work and bring that out and give that same kind of care for our patients. And at the same time, they can feel fulfilled and supported in their own work. So um, it's been interesting, but I would say that the connections there are just um, preliminary now, but I am really hopeful that there will be some integration soon. Yeah, Tim Hoval said, I don't know, I'm not going to quote it perfectly, but our members are only as healthy as our associates. Right, that's right. And I think that's so powerful because mm-hmm. the, the better care we take of our associates, right. the better the member experience. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you directly get to impact that, which is really cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's exciting stuff. And also what we can do is we can give them the information. The one thing I've learned so far is um, our clinics right now um, are managed by a medical group, that, and they're not Humana Associates. So they are firewalled off from all of our communications. You know, for instance, if we send something out about a power outage or flu shots or, you know, whatever the case may be, they don't ever see it unless we communicate it to them. So how can we better equip the people who are providing care so that they're at the top of their game and able to articulate our strategy and what we're doing and why do we do on-site flu shots? Why do we do biometric screenings? You know, just the importance. So it's interesting. It's almost as if my role is to... Um, help our associates to learn the value and help the people who are providing care to understand the strategy. Oh, mm-hmm. So it's fascinating work. And I think it's important what you're in, even what Tara was just uh, mentioned just a little while ago, that you have to know what there was mm-hmm. in the past. You have to know the history in order to see what the future might look like. Yeah. You are listening to This Humana Life with co-hosts Tara DeLucia, Carmen Pantoja Evans, Brittany LaMare, and our special guest. Be sure to text THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile or share with us on Yammer at go slash THL. So 
Doctor on Demand, is there any connection with your work in the Doctor on Demand? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, we are providing an update to Tim State tomorrow, actually, about that. So one of the great things about Doctor on Demand, for those of you who aren't aware, Doctor on Demand offers a virtual care option for associates, and you can do it from um, the web or from your mobile device. They also have an excellent behavioral health component, and that is something that's really tough, and it's a, it's a tough nut to crack in our community anyway. If you have to be referred out to a psychiatrist your wait time is four to seven weeks easily and you and the price variance is all over the place where doctor on demand offers a behavioral health component where you can be connected with a psychiatrist you know within four to seven days and that's your wait time and that's really incredible the other thing is you know the 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 other piece of our um Behavior and men- behavioral and mental health opportunity is, you know, our EAP program that's offered to associates where, you know, you can have five free counseling sessions with someone if you're in a time of crisis or just wanting to talk. I know that in my family, we have used this benefit so many times for friends and family. And so some of my more recent conversations are how do we connect these experiences so associates can discern, well, this is what I need right now, or this might be a better fit and can make those informed choices. And at the same time, thinking about coordinated care, that either one of those experiences can, if the associate would like it to, come back to their primary care provider so that they can understand what the person's going through, if they need to change their prescribing habits, all of those types of things. So yeah, a lot of connections. So there was actually a high article that went out mid-August just talking about EAP and behavioral health and the differences there. Um, so uh, it's, I'm hopeful that we're going to see an uptick. And then um, just recently we started um, adding Hum Inc. Associates back into the email distribution list for Doctor On Demand as well so that they can start to receive some of those emails. And it's an app you can put on your phone. In fact, I think I have mm-hmm. it on my phone once I learned it, maybe perhaps from an article. Or, That's right. Or, so That's right. I've used stuff. it. It's have awesome. You? It's really well, nice. I have used it, well, but I've. I you know, you're you're it. sitting there at your desk, and you know you need uh, a professional opinion on your whatever it is, whatever ailment it is. But you don't have to leave your desk. You just, you know what I mean? Like it could take mm-hmm. an hour or two to walk to a clinic mm-hmm. at best, and this is just such a time saver. It's yeah. the and uh, uh, you can go slash doctor on demand. I'm pretty sure is the go link for that, or you can also access it from high by going to um, like the HHS self serve mm-hmm. doctor on demand should be loaded in there right. for all associates to use. Um, but behavioral health, I had no idea that was a built in. So that's that's pretty amazing to have an employer that c- tries to take care and right. make sure associates are at the top of their game and feel their best. Right. Because in in return that that inter- interfaces with a member at some point in time, some way. That's exactly right. Well, and just quickly, you know, for those folks, so um, to also reach out to the EAP group is go slash EAP, and your username and password are both Humana, so you can log in there and find out all of the different resources that are available through EAP as well. And, you know, what's interesting is I, I thought initially with EAP they were just about counseling. A lot of people don't realize that they offer a concierge service mm-hmm. that I use to help find my child's daycare, to help find a cleaning service to help you know they really want to assist our associates so that the things that burden us outside of our work don't burden us and they can help us and um, so it's it's been a great adventure and then for the the clinics the health and well-being centers that we have in Louisville the the quick link is go slash the center and that's where you can find all information about the clinics that uh, we offer here any 
Any thoughts on expanding those types of clinics? You know what's interesting? We're actually putting together some uh, geographic heat maps right now for care in certain markets and what that might look like. It's interesting. So with our agile strategy, it changes. So some of the markets a few years ago who everyone was on site in a building, now they are dispersed. And so it's interesting to think about, well, in that market, if we're seeing that some folks really do need a care option, you know, would it make make sense to either partner with other employers and maybe do a joint clinic? Or would it make more sense to do just a near site clinic and contract, you know, directly with that provider on behalf of our associates? So there it's a lot there's a lot of opportunity, but we're in that stage now. It sounds like a lot of fun. Your Mm -hmm. new your new (laughs) adventure we'll call it. (laughs) And work. work, But it is but all the research I'm sure it appears that you're very excited about it. And you know, one of the questions that we had was uh, you know what uh, projects or services have you been identified with I think was how we wanted to pose a question this year I had the privilege of working with you as a living what matters celebration which was really cool and I think the I know the associates really appreciated that moment so that's just one one project that you had under your belt what were other ones that you've had so um that is one and I actually have that listed here under one of the other items um, that was like a challenge that came to you in the last minute and you had to put it together Mm -hmm. Um, but um, so one of the great things I love about the space in HR is that we listen to associates and then we formulate something that solves for those problems. So as an example, we used to have something called the Associate Benefits Center, which was, you know, an online portal about, yeah, the ABC. Go ABC, yeah. Go ABC. (laughs) Um, And it wasn't um, it was just an older type of, of tool. And so when High was launched, Sitecore, the platform that offers High, we thought, you know what, maybe it's time to go back to the drawing board and find out what information people are looking for. How are they finding it? What information do they need? And so we rebuilt um, the replacement, which is now the Wellbeing Center. And it curates information based on your search or a pathway or, or what you're looking for there. Um, so that was a great project I've been involved in where you get to sort of be an architect from scratch and use um, associate feedback to really power some of the solutions. And that's kind of been a trend in my work in HR. I did um, some focus groups on our medical benefits a couple of years ago, and that's what justified the addition of another uh, lower um, high, um Um, HDHP plan for our associates. Also, um, I would send out the open enrollment survey every year, and that's where I would see a lot of the trends of, you know, if people are confused about biometric screenings or the deadline for enrollment or uh, all these different types of things, and I could bring that back to our leadership to say we need to change things. I think probably one of the highlights of my HR career so far has been the um, benefits refresh work that was launched last year. So that was the caregiver leave and the extension of our parental leave benefit, personal holidays, well-being time. It's tough sometimes in the benefit space to have anything that's really cool and exciting to share. I think it's cool and exciting. Uh, hey, thanks. I think it is too, but um, nerds unite. Um, I, uh, I, But I actually, this is one of those things where even in writing the material, it was just, it was, it was emotionally exciting for me to just be able to share that. And because I was a caregiver, you know, to be able to launch the caregiver leave benefit and, um, you know, well-being time to hear a lot of our folks, especially those who are in call center environments where they have no time to just even sit down and just pay their bills or, you know, do, you know, do a module on, um, you know, on refinancing or saving for college or these different things like just to really see our leadership team use 
associate feedback to power these changes and then launch them and stand by them with our associate population. It was really exciting. And uh, here's my plug for everybody listening. Please fill out those surveys. As you're hearing right now, your your thoughts and your opinions are taken into account. So please continue to raise your hands and raise your voice and fill out those surveys. Um, associate engagement survey just came out here not that long ago. Deadline. Yeah, deadline's passed, but I mean, it, it is crucial for you to fill out those things because these are just numerous opportunities for your voice to be heard here at a larger organization. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, it was the first time that I realized that people are listening and that you know, your comments do count. Mm -hmm. That caregiver leave is just amazing. It's just such a huge reminder that family comes first and we are people first and Mm -hmm. we have needs and things going on outside of here. And we're given a space to be able to do what we need to do in life, which is really cool. Right. And, And so you had mentioned you are a caregiver. Would you mind sharing a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so I joined, and interestingly enough, I joined the caregiver NRG um, before I became a caregiver, just because I liked to join all of the NRGs. <laughs> and um, and interestingly enough, so my my mother passed away when I was nineteen. So she was fifty two when she died, and then so my dad raised my sister and I, and um, and lives close. We're all local here together, and um, he just I noticed in. October of 14 that he just wasn't looking so good and you know he's my father's a Vietnam vet and so of course you don't talk about if you're not feeling good it's just that you know wipe a little dirt on it kind of thing and so are you feeling okay oh yeah I'm fine probably just tired and and all this kind of stuff well then in December of uh, 14 my dad's business partner my dad built horse race tracks for a living um both my parents own their own businesses so that has to do a lot with my upbringing but um his business partner called and said he hadn't been to work in a few days and he was worried about him and of course my dad lived alone so my husband went over there and was preparing himself for the worst and um, my dad my dad couldn't get out of bed and so we took him to the er that night and learned that he had actually been diagnosed with a terminal condition and had just never told us and that's okay you know that's okay at least we found out and so then uh, mama bear that I am I said okay well I'm taking control of your life and starting tomorrow we are going to go through everything and so you know I sat down with him and that's the one thing if anyone is entering into becoming a caregiver especially for someone who um, if you're a primary caregiver is to sit down with them and really understand everything that's in their head as far as, you know, when they pay their bills, how much do they pay, where are all their bank accounts, you know, when do you get your car service, do you have a special payment plan, all the things that we just keep in our in our heads that no one else would know, um, and to sit down and go through and make sure that you get access to all of the pieces that you will need access to, so whether that is um, you know, their sign-on information um, or, you know, even having yourself added to their HIPAA forms at the doctor's office so that you can really um, get get involved. And this was an interesting dynamic, and I did a caregiver video a couple of months ago, but, um, you know, there's a, an interesting thing where you become the parent to your parent, especially, you know, your father who's very independent and has always taken care of himself. And it was a long road of humility, I think, for both of us. 
And it was honestly six months um, is as long as I cared for him. He wanted to live alone, so he never lived with us. But he would slowly lose his his just basic privileges, you know, driving and other things. Um, and so it was tough. And at the time, I had a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and I was working full-time. And that's where I realized just what a great company Humana was for me and that, you know, the Lord designed that role for me at that time because I was able to work from the hospital room. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was nothing for me to be on calls and hear, like, the beeps from the machines in the background. And everyone was fully supportive and um, with me being in and out of work. So all that to say, I mean, I learned a lot, and I would say that, you know, six months was much quicker than I had with my mother when she passed away so suddenly. So I'm grateful for that time. And then it was, um, like I said, in the research that came through in 2017, where we realized that we just have an army of caregivers at this organization and some who will not stop caregiving. I mean, you know, you have children who for their lifetime will need care and um, others who it's a temporary situation, but that we're able to offer a benefit so people can really separate themselves from work long enough to spend that time with someone else and to be there for them in a time of need is just such an amazing uh, benefit and a show of just grace by you know the human leadership team so yeah thank you for, for sharing, sharing. Yeah. yeah that was awesome um I, very similar experience that I'm going through now with my mom very similar but just knowing that I have the ability to step away and just care for her when mm-hmm. I need to is just very powerful. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing. No, it's, no problem. it's my pleasure. And that's it for this episode. But the conversation isn't over. Make sure to catch part two next week. You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL. And don't forget to subscribe by texting THL to 239-355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding behaviors and speak up with candor to share our Humana stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this Humana life. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.